Hi, <laughs> right, uh, Shir, thanks for joining me on this podcast. And uh, for all of you listening and watching, Shahir is uh, one of my course mates uh, in medical school at King's and a pretty good friend as well. Only pretty good, not, you know, <laughs> I don't know. And uh, I haven't quite reached the lead just yet. Not yet, not yet. I think it needs a little bit more time. But today, today I kind of want to talk about Ramadan and just generally how it affects our health for the better or the worse, or at least for everyone that's observing uh, this period. And uh, I just want to know, like, how has yours been for the last few days? Yeah, it's been good, man. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me on. Um, I suppose you can split it between two things. You can, you've got the physical benefits and then you've also got the mental benefits as well. Um, I can go into sort of a little bit about what, like why we fast as a, as a, as a Muslim population. Um, so basically very in, in, in summary, um, we believe that, um, our holy book is the Quran. So the Quran was revealed to our prophet Muhammad, um, you know, all those, all those years ago over the month of Ramadan. Um, and it took 30 days for the whole book to be, um, sort of revealed to him. And so we sort of, um, do the fasting. We sort of, you know, fast from sunrise to sunset. Um, because yeah, so sort of firstly, God told us to, uh, and secondly, it's like a good sort of, um, good sort of refresher, um, into sort of getting back into the faith because I suppose throughout the year, different people will, you know, do various things and commit sin, whatever, you know, I'm, I'll be the first one to, to admit that we all, you know, do whatever we do. Um, but this year is like a, this, this month is like a good way to sort of refresh that and sort of get back into the faith. Um, and obviously it happens yearly. So it's a month that we all sort of really look forward to. So, so it, it's not during sunrise to sunset. I mean, it's not only fasting in terms of just food, right? There are other things that you also abstain from. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So food and water is, is obviously the most, uh, is, is the main thing that people think of. Um, but it's also the, um, you, you try to avoid just committing sort of any sort of bad acts in general. So for example, swearing, you try to stop swearing. Um, so every time I, I'm about to swear, I try to think to myself, ah, oh, you know, restrain myself. Um, sort of just getting aggressive and angry. You have to try and, you know, remain calm. Um, yeah. And then so whilst you try and, um, you know, cut down on your bad deeds, you should also, you know, increase on your good deeds. So things like donating to charity, for example, that's, that's something that's really encouraged. Um, and just in general, just being like a good person um, throughout the month. And then you'd hope that once you finish this month, it sort of continues on for the rest of the year. And, and it's quite interesting. One of the things we believe in is that um, you can judge how well the, the month has gone by how quickly you sort of get back to your old habits. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, whether you can sort of maintain them or, or, or whether it comes back. And I think that's a really interesting way to like break up the year for anyone. I mean, even I would say a lot of people who may know about this period, this one month that happens every single year, uh, may look at it as, yeah, you would fast this whole time, or at least in from sunrise to sunset. But this concept that allows you to kind of reset your mind, your body, uh, and a lot of the things and the ways you actually perceive the world, because there are many ways, of course, a lot of us, as time goes on, collect all these, I wouldn't, okay, I'm not going to say bad habits, but they're habits that are not exactly the best for all of us. 
So we pick up all these habits and I can assume that if the fact that you have a month where you can actually put it aside and say to collectively as a culture and also with your family and your community where you can also reset together. And I can imagine that's also quite a nice thing to bring everyone together as well. Yeah, because I think generally like when we're trying to reset our habits or we're trying to do better for ourselves and we do it on our own and it's not as structured, it can actually be pretty difficult. So I can imagine it might be quite, at least it's nicer. I was gonna say this year has probably been a little bit harder in the sense that because of the virus, you haven't been able to see as many people. Um, so sometimes uh, we, we have like a special prayer at night. It's called the Tarawi prayer. So you, you go to the mosque and you pray like um, for about like an hour, an hour and a half. Um, but because um, prayers, uh, because mosques and um, religious spaces have been limited, um, they can only limit the amount of people that go in. You can't really see sort of as many relatives as you, as you like to. Um, but yeah, we still try to make the most of it. But yeah, go on. <laughs> I mean, what you just said was actually a much nicer thing than I was going to say. Much deeper and nicer thing. I was going to say that because Ramadan does not fall in the same time every single year, right? So it kind of moves. The the yearly cycle is less than 365 days, correct? Is that the... Yeah, it's 10 days less, so it's 355. So it kind of slowly moves back every single year. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so if it falls, so there's a difference when you have it in um, the summer compared to when you have it in the height of winter because your fasting period is not the same. Yeah, exactly. So in the summer, when, when, when Ramadan happens like July, August time, that's when it's like super long. That's when it's, you know, um, maybe, you know, 18, 19 hours in the day. That's when obviously the days are, are, are really long. Um, but in winter, it can be, you know, it can be obviously much shorter than that because because the sun rises, sunset is much shorter. Um, I think in countries in in like the very um, very northern hemisphere, so like places like uh, Scandinavia, Iceland, their days are obviously like even longer than that. So sometimes it's you know twenty twenty one hours for the fast. Um, so yeah, sort of varies on sort of what time it is in the year and also where you're located in the world as well. And um, every 30 bit, so because the uh, the Islamic calendar, we follow the moon instead of the sun, because the lunar calendar is 10 days shorter, like you said, um, it's it cycles basically every 36 years. So in 36 years time, it will be the exact same. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so that, that means you're it's like you're so you're I guess your your cousins or your family in Australia, for example, are not really having it in a way, the same kind of experience. It's the same experience, I guess, generally, but because of the the, the month or the way in, it's not exactly the same. Yeah, slightly different in that sense. Plus, I suppose, um, you know, different cultures may celebrate, so different countries, different cultures may um, celebrate it differently. So depending on like what kind of, um, I don't know, food you have to sort of break your fast in the evening, what you have in the morning for iftar, um i'll go into those two terms when we talk a bit more about the food but um yeah i suppose everyone sort of celebrates it a little bit differently depending on where you are um but the overall fundamentals are, are, are going to be are going to be the same i think talk, i think you might as well talk about the food because I, I think the food aspect is also something that um might actually be difficult for a lot of people when it when you actually have things to do and you know when you actually want to keep up your health and you actually want to go to the gym and even in 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 uni or even when you're working uh fasting for that long 
can actually probably take a toll on you. As much as it is nice to be doing it, I'm assuming that it can definitely take a toll on you both mentally and physically. So how do you feel that, like, in terms of just wanting to go to the gym and be healthy, how do you think this this period actually affects you? So um, Ramadan started on Tuesday, didn't it? And um, the gyms reopened on Monday. So I got in like a really big session before, before we officially started. Um, but so it's, um, yeah, like you said, it, it's tough both mentally and physically. Um, but, but I always take sort of inspiration from a lot of sportsmen and sports women out there who, who are Muslim and sort of continue on with their, um, you know, professions. Um, so, so, for example, like if you follow cricket, Moeen Ali and Adil Rashid, they're both England cricketers. They're both sort of fast in Ramadan time. And then like Sonny Bill Williams is, is, is a rugby player as well. He, he does similar. Um, so I think for us, it's physically it, it, it is possible. Obviously, it's super, super tough. But mentally, you like you can do it. It's just you need to have the sort of mental strength to be able to go through with 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 the day firstly. And then if you do sports, obviously, you've got that added um, motivation as well. Um, so me, for example, um, during the day. So th there's been a few days when I've had to go into placement Um and obviously on you know on no food and no water it can be tough but because I've sort of got my faith to fall back on uh, you know I, I always think to myself um you know I'm doing this for yeah doing this for my faith doing this for God um because he's asked me to I find it that sort of gives me the, the you know the the motivation to carry on um whereas for example if you ask somebody who's sort of just fasting um you know, as like a, they might just be trying it out. They're obviously going to find it a little bit harder because they haven't got that sort of, you know, main belief sort of pushing them to do it. Um, but in terms of sort of um, sports, like you said, uh, or, or, or going to the gym. So I've noticed that for me, um, when we break our fast in the evening, it's, it's called iftar. Um and you, you'd think that after a you know a whole day of fasting for 15, 16 hours, you'd think that, um, you know, you could eat like an absolute massive amount of food because, you know, you've had a whole, you've had, you've had this huge hole in your stomach. But actually, it's the complete opposite. Some Your stomach shrinks throughout the day. Um, and in the end, you can't actually end up eating that much. You only have like a few sort of mouthfuls and then and then you're pretty full. Um, and the, and the one thing you want to do, you don't want to have like lots of fatty food. You don't want to have lots of like takeaways and fried foods on the outside. Um, but that's because that's just going to make you feel lethargic and you're just going to pass out within like a couple of hours if you do that. Um, so, yeah, it's best to stick to like sort of water and lots of fruits. Um, <clears throat> have a bit of carbs or probably, you know, you know, just a little bit. But, um, yeah, stick to sort of like the things that will definitely rehydrate you. Um, and only then can you sort of go on and potentially do some exercise afterwards. So I went to the gym a couple of nights ago after breaking my fast. Um, and that was the only reason I was able to was because I had, you know, quite a light meal for iftar. And then I still. Because I, I can imagine that if you. Um, if like if you don't. OK, generally, if you don't have the belief and the faith in what you're doing, you're not going to be able to stick through it. And also, if you are hating it, if you're hating the process throughout, then then forget about it because anything in life if you if you don't see the bigger picture you're, you're going to dislike it and the thing about food i guess you know when we think about weight loss and we think about fasting in general for many different reasons it is much easier to do it like you mentioned when you have a very good reason to which is one of the reasons why 
losing weight and restricting our diet does not last for very long because it sucks. And, and there's no other reason if losing weight is the only overarching reason why you would fast, uh, I think that's not enough. And so, but then, but the one thing that I find like, even it's not the same experience, but compared to me, when I do have one meal a day and I basically wouldn't eat for also about, uh, I guess 21 hours straight, but I do drink water though. So that, that changes the game for me. I feel like I could mentally get through with water, but I can't imagine like, don't you really feel de dehydrated before you go to the gym without water? Or do you feel that you, do you feel that you actually get used to it? Um, I feel like, so yeah, the first few days, you know, so the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they're probably the hardest days of the entire month for me because yeah, it's a complete different shift. Um, your body's just realized that, oh, wow, you're not going to give me any food, not going to give me any water for, you know, 16 hours or whatever. So, yeah. And, and like you say, the water is probably the hardest bit, the food that most people can live without, you know, you get a little bit hungry, but you can go without, but yeah, it's the dehydration that, that, that really gets you. Um, but just, you know, like I said, after iftar, you just need to sort of rehydrate as much as you can. So in the morning before I start, I tend to have sort of at least a litre of water, maybe a litre and a half, if I can sort of squeeze it, if I can squeeze it in. Um, and then after when we break it, I try to go straight onto the straight onto sort of, yeah, water. And then like we often have a lot of watermelons and um, like, you know, cucumbers, kiwis, a lot of fruits that obviously are filled with filled with water to help you replenish that as well um and we often break off ours with dates um and the reason being is because the dates have a very high like energy content um and it's what like the prophet used to have back in back in the day dates are known to be you know quite um sacred for us it's, it's, it's quite a sacred fruit um but yeah even with like a small amount of, of of food and a small amount of water just after we break our fast um it's possible to carry on. I think a lot of it is it is mental strength. Like, it's, you know, I believe the human body is, you know, it's a pretty amazing um, machine that, that we've got. And it can run on, uh, it can run on, you know, low, you know, nutrients that, that we normally put in it. Um, so I feel a lot of it, like I say, is, is like a mental thing. We, you can do it. It's going to be tough. But I think I absolutely agree that our bodies are so much, so much more than sometimes we ever Put it through because there's only i think for most of us we only put our mind and our body through a certain percentage of what it probably can do and even then if you don't if you can train it for quite a while that 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 limit actually then goes higher and higher so anyone who says that no i can't eat i can't eat for 12 hours i can't just go through the day without eating for 12 hours um i mean medical conditions aside if you're healthy I would say that there are a lot of things that you can do with your body if you really needed to. And yeah, you're absolutely right that, you know, this is a good time to actually understand how much you can do. But do you ever feel like, do, do you think there's an also an ability for a lot of people that do fast during Ramadan um, to actually put on weight over time? Because there's also a possibility of binge eating or do you think that's not usually a thing? It's definitely a problem. Um, and especially in like, Asian cultures as well, because um, we tend to sort of celebrate um, the days and we uh, we tend to sort of celebrate um, sort of the end of the fast as well. So on the dinner table, you might have a lot of 
um, you know, like fried foods and, and, and curries and, you know, chips and whatever. Um, lots of the classic Asian um, typical sort of dishes, things like, you know, samosas and rolls and onion bhajis. Like these are all out on the table. So it's very easy to sort of break your fossil, these things, um, you know, go and get, go and do the go and do the prayers and then come back and then sort of continue to eat. Because, you know, in your head, you might think that, um, oh, I haven't eaten all day. Therefore, I need to you know, make up for everything that that that, that I haven't eaten. Um, so you can quite easily turn, you know, turn into like two, three meals um, at night, which is obviously really bad because then you're just going to go to sleep on these. Um, but, yeah, no, I completely agree. A lot of people actually do end up putting on weight um, during the month um, if you don't sort of stick to like a good, good, good diet um from from the offset but yeah i'm trying this year i'm trying to get with my family as well to try and do do the fruit do do, do a lot of veg and, and and lots of waters to get through and plus you feel a lot better as well when you eat more organic stuff <laughs> you know if you have like a, a burger and chips in one evening you just... yeah especially i mean if if, if you got to do this every day and then if you get into the habit of binging then i guess it i mean i assume that it that's not how it was supposed to be right it was not supposed to you're not supposed to fast and then after that binge and then you develop a whole new habit which i which i think is also one of the big reasons with fasting in general for anybody that uh one of the things that you can get into this this habit of binging and disordered eating that comes with fasting but have you have you ever come across people with like eating disorders who are muslim as well that that this like they, they just don't do it or do you think they there's not something that you've seen of course there's there's conditions that you may have that will make someone exempt from fasting um so my dad for example he takes a lot of medications and he can't go through his day without taking those medications like he'd become really ill if, if he did that um so you know our faith is you know forgiving so you know if you have a an eating disorder like you say or um a condition um you don't have to fast but what you have to do instead is sort of um make up for it so so the the main way of doing it you can either pay someone in you can either pay someone to do the fast for you um and normally it's someone you know in in like a from the country that you're originally from you just you know get someone there to do them for you um there's another way as well um there's one more way, but I can't quite remember. But that, that's 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 what my dad does basically. He, he pays someone to, to sort of make them up for him. And yeah, so if you have to take medications or if you've got a, like a, a condition. And you said when you mean pay someone, is it like also goodwill? In, um, like there's someone else. Is that someone else that usually doesn't fast and they? Um. So no, they fast and then they do it on your behalf as well. So they'll fast like an extra thirty days after they've finished um yeah 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 so then both of you have technically done it side by side okay so it's not okay um then but then um what do you think about so i'm assuming that sometimes there's also an element of judging each other for not following the rules in a way where there may be some of you in a community that not only can't do it, but may not really want to in a way. How do you feel about that fear of judgment that you may get from other people by not uh, following the right customs? Yeah, sure. There's a, it's interesting to say that actually, there's a really common phrase that some people use and they call it, they call it Ramadan Muslims. Basically it means that 
only in the month do you sort of do do you sort of you know follow the faith and you you pray and you and, and you fast but then throughout the other times in the year you sort of you know do whatever you like um and often people before well some people will often you know shame these people and be like oh you know how can you just fast during this month you know we're muslims throughout the whole year round you, you don't just do the good stuff during ramadan but instead you're meant to you're meant to encourage them because you know you don't want to discourage people who are trying to do good you know if you if, if if you encourage them then there's more likely that they'll continue all of these good things after the month is finished um and yeah like you said you you shouldn't shun people you don't know what they're sort of going through you know not every condition is sort of physical you can't see it you know just from just from looking at them so you know you've got no idea what they're sort of sort of going through um and yeah like i say it, it's it's quite a common thing that people would do you know to judge um but in order to sort of be more of a community yeah we need to sort of get away yeah because um yeah as you said i mean you want people to come closer together don't you and if if you're not forgiving then you're going to push a lot of people away which i assume is not what most people want to do but sometimes it's difficult when when you believe in something and then you just don't understand why this other person isn't believing it in the same way which is why i feel a lot of judgment does come out um where and i think i'm i'm assuming that this judgment i mean there are many different types of judgment i mean regardless of your religion or your culture or whatever you believe in um but but yeah i can imagine that uh there might be at least when i was growing up there were some of my friends who clearly were like these ramadan muslims that you mentioned that um that not only that but even during the month they didn't want to do it um but they also felt like they had to and um i obviously didn't understand that feeling and i can imagine that it might be quite difficult for some people to who don't really want to do it but they feel like they have to and do, do you feel that these things get easier as you get older or is it about the same say if you've never done it before in your past and you start as an adult then it's it's probably it's probably going to be a little bit hard because it's you know it's a completely new sort of you know change up to to your sort of daily routine whereas for example that's the reason why our that's the reason why in Islam your parents are meant to sort of um encourage these things from you you know from when from your very, from when you're very young so things like prayer and th- things like fasting you're meant to start at puberty anyway but you should give them a taster of what these things are beforehand just because you know if you ingrain something into a, a kid when they're quite young they're more likely to do it as they sort of grow older and older um but that's not that, that that's that, that's not to say that somebody who um <clears throat> starts when they're older can't do it at all no of course not um you know everyone's on the everyone's on their sort of own journey um with faith you know everyone has their own different relationship with god so um yeah so like we like you said from before like it's it's we shouldn't judge people you know everyone's at, at, at a different stage um some might some may be more sort of pious than others um but yeah it's like the 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 most important thing is um to sort of yeah encourage people as as the month goes on and normally a lot of the encouragement would come from sort of going to the mosque because they you know they they would hold like <clears throat> different sermons throughout the month they'd have you know special prayers in the evening um but yeah this year's obviously just been that little bit harder because yeah 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 of course and but i get i mean i i'm grateful generally but i'm sure that just things opening up and ha- being able to meet more people 
um, at least made it better than last year, which was, I assume, I assume that it was around this period, but just a week or two later, right? Yeah, so that might that must have been also last year must have been really bad. Yeah, because yeah, last year you're literally at home with, with your family, um, and even Eid as well. So like our celebration once you finish the the month, um, that's normally like, you know, quite a, it's quite a big. Well, I mean, it's it's the equivalent of our Christmas. So you know, you get to see all your family, all your cousins, um, you go to everyone's house, eat loads of different food, um, go to mosque, do your prayers. Um, it's normally like a big, you know, social get gathering for everyone and yeah last year unfortunately <laughs> didn't we, we hardly we hardly had it at all um but this year hopefully yeah it'll be it'll be much more of a community fit. yeah definitely and i i think you know it, i'm quite i feel like us getting on the way out of this lockdown i mean i think i think i'm 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 so optimistic now that i've never i've never been this optimistic and i just feel like we are definitely on the way out so i i do think like as opposed to in the summer, last summer or even last November, uh, th this one looks like it actually is. So hopefully you can um, actually spend time with your family for this. Um, to kind of wrap it up, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about, to go into something we talked about just briefly earlier. Um, you know, when you, let's say, let's say in terms of the gym and actually being fit during this month, you know, one of the things that you would have to consider is like eating the right food at the beginning so that you can actually sustain that energy throughout the day. And what do you think is a good set of food other than the fruits and the vegetables that you mentioned, or at least the more uh, water heavy uh, fruits, uh, would you say is a good thing that you could have in the morning so that you can actually sustain energy for the gym later? I'll tell you what I normally have. I've had this for the past like four out of six days um so i normally have like a big bowl of porridge um chuck in loads of like blueberries and raspberries put some honey over the top so that will give me like you know hopefully the long lasting energy that will, that will get me through the day um and then i'll have three scrambled eggs on the side as well um and then i'll have a banana to sort of wrap it off so all of these things yeah you know not much hardly anything sort of you know deep fried there it's more sort of you know organic healthy things that will give you sort of the long-term energy you've got the eggs there for the protein as well um and then yeah like i said from before so you need about a liter a liter and a half of water to get you through um so i think you know a, a, a good breakfast like that for for, for iftar plus it's, you have to remember it's four o'clock in the morning so you you can't you also can't be bothered to make anything that extravagant either you need something you know fairly quick um something that you can eat at that time um that you can get through and i think yeah for me you know that that, that porridge is, has has done me pretty well and, and that gets me through the day so that's that's what i'd recommend for for, for, for anyone looking for and wait have you been waking up at four or earlier having it and then going back to sleep and then waking up again yeah that, that's that's why it's um your sleep pattern goes out the window completely so um, we have to eat before sunrise. So sunrise is normally about like 4.30ish. So I get up at four, eat, go back to sleep. Um, and then I have to get up for like nine again for placement or eight for placement or whatever. Go to placement, come home and then have the iftar meal in the, in the evening at eight o'clock. So yeah, it's, it's, it's the hardest thing. A lot of, one of the hardest things is probably actually waking up at four. It's, it's super tough. Um, but yeah, the faith sort of gets you. Pretty good, man. The faith gets you through it. And do you think that, let's say without God, 
the faith of changing these habits, how do you feel generally about changing habits and being a better person if you didn't have God above you? What, what else are you thinking about when you try to be a better person? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think I always go back to thinking, I always go back to remembering how sort of lucky and privileged we are, you know, living in like the UK, for example, um, <clears throat> you know doing a course like medicine uh, in a place you know in london uh, at a top uni like i always go back and remember like i didn't really okay I, I worked i worked hard to get to where i am but you know i we i didn't ask to sort of get into the you know the privilege that i was born into i was very fortunate you know i could have easily have been born as like a you know a poor kid in bangladesh where, I, where i'm originally from um so you know i didn't you know by some stroke of luck, I managed to be here. So with that privilege, I try and, you know, sort of be as good a person as I can and then try and help others to, you know, to, to, to what, to, you know, to, to the best extent that you can, because like it's all well and good, um, you know, doing stuff for yourself and, you know, having a lot of possessions, but that stuff, a lot, of, a lot of the time that stuff doesn't give you that sort of inner sort of satisfaction and that inner, inner peace really. So I found that, you know, helping other helping other people, you know, giving to charity, um, yeah, sort of helping your parents. That's a lot of the time. That's what gives. That's what sort of encourages me to sort of be, yeah, sort of be like a, a good person. And it's a way to sort of say thank you, really, and yeah, give back to the. That's perfect, man. That that's that's absolutely no. That's that, no. That's absolutely great. And I only ask that because. It it is very difficult to change, and and you know most of us don't. Well, most of us don't do this month of where we can come together as a community to change and have faith above us. But just like you said, I think that's absolutely amazing. That if you think about what you have and you think about some of the things that could have happened, and you are grateful for what you have every single day, I think that's that's when actually you can drive change without needing uh, too much above you uh, if you don't have that faith. So. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate your time, and um, and uh, I will. I'll see you soon. See you shortly. Thanks, man.